In this episode of Locked On Capitals, I'm joined by Carl Knopf as we talk about the busy last 24 hours or so for the Washington Capitals. They totally gutted their net mining department and then signed Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. What is this team up to? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. For Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. In this edition of Locked On Capitals, I am joined by Carl Knopf of the Hockey Writers. Carl, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to, great to be here and chat. So if this last 24 hours couldn't have gotten any crazier, the Washington Capitals go out there and they just keep making big moves out there. They signed Strom today. What were your thoughts about that? What appears to me is that that is he is going to be filling in the role of a Nick Backstrom. What were your thoughts on that? I thought it was, I thought it was a good move. I thought it was a good contract too, the one-year contract. Um, you know, with Wilson being out, with Backstrom being out, for we really don't know with Nick right now. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of talk with that. We know with Wilson, he's going to probably come back in December. You know, I think that's the latest. But they just, they needed some help on the top six. And I think this one-year deal allows for them to see what they can get out of Strong. And he has a chance to prove himself early, you know, kind of right off the bat. And, um, you know, mesh with these guys, mesh with Ovechkin, Oshie, you know, all the guys, and, and see what he can do and fill in. Because they need they need production you know, those first couple months, they, they get, they're going to lose a lot of production. So they got to replace it with something. Yeah. It was just kind of a crazy last 24 hours. You know, I kind of thought yesterday that, you know, that was going to be it, you know, they went out and they got Kemper and uh, they signed these other big players, but Strom, I mean, this is a big deal. Uh, the third overall pick in the 2015 NHL draft is coming off a strong year with the Chicago Blackhawks, which saw him dish 22 goals and 26 assists in 69 games. So just a really a solid pickup for the Washington Capitals. So how worried are you um, about Nick Backstrom or does signing him, uh, does that make you feel a little bit better about the situation? I think it's a little more relieving, I would say. Um, obviously, as any Capitals supporter, you don't even talk about Backstrom ever not being in a uniform, you know. But I think second, second surgery on the same hip, you know, at his age it's it's something to think about and um but this brought some relief i think even re-signing johansson to a to a deal to a one-year deal like last night i think also helped because you know what were they going to do were they going to just insert mcmichael right from the start and say like go at it for two months and see what you can do of course he got experience last year but 
that might have been a lot to ask of him. And now it kind of takes a little pressure off him, maybe the rest of the guys too. Yeah, so I mean, I, I was, you know, for me, I was a bit worried as to what they were going to do because the outlook for that particular procedure that he had done uh, is not that great, to be honest with you. And uh, I am a bit concerned about if he will come back or not. So another great acquisition I think the Capitals made was by signing Connor Brown from the Senators. Um, he almost appears uh, like someone that could almost be slated in for um, a Tom Wilson position. Uh, what were your thoughts about uh, that signing? I also thought, you know, it was good, um, like you said, to kind of slot in while Wilson, while Wilson's out. You know, that that's going to be those first two months of the season are really going to be big for the team. You know, and I think a lot of it has to do with the Eastern Conference. Like, you, you're going to have to keep pace. Look at it last year. And Castor hit 100 points, and they were a second wild card. You know, so the conference is loaded, and you don't want to fall too far behind early because, and look at the Metro. Metro got better yesterday, you know, big time. The Blue Jack got better. You know, the Devils got better today with Palat. And so, yeah, I think it, it was a good move. I think they needed bodies, and I think they needed bodies that could produce. Uh, they probably can't produce at the level that we're used to. You know, with Wilson, every year he progresses, right? He gets better every year. He's he's more important to the team, and but I think this is kind of good until he gets back at least. And th- those guys will get that experience with the team those two months, and maybe moving forward after the turn of the year, it'll be really good. Yeah, because, I mean, when we talk about this team, it's often said that this is one of the oldest teams in the NHL, and they're getting old, and, you know, they sh- they got to get younger. But I think, you know, giving credit where credit's due, uh, Brian McClellan went out and, you know, just really swung for the fences, and uh, pretty much every move that he made yesterday and today was just uh, amazing, to be honest with you. But just a really crazy 24 hours uh, or so for the Washington Capitals as they make a lot of big acquisitions. Um, but then uh, the, just to go off on a little bit here on a sidebar, Johnny Goudreau uh, signing with the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, if you picked him, if you picked that's where he was going to land and you did that in Vegas, you would be walking away a millionaire right now. <laughs> what are your thoughts about Johnny Hockey landing in Columbus? I think it was surprising. I did. I did think there were rumors that they were kind of a, a dark horse, um, but Columbus. There's just something about them. They always kind of seem to have a solid, solid group, you know. And it's they want to compete in one. You know, could be the toughest division. I know the Atlantic was great last year, but I don't know. It, it was surprising, you know. Especially, it, it didn't seem like it was a money thing. I mean, he was getting that deal from Calgary, really. He was, I mean, I'm sure Jersey put everything out for him. So, yeah, it, it was just kind of kind of interesting. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're, they're, a, good, they're a good team. They're always a, a tough out, even in the regular season. They're tough to play against. So they're going to be a lot better this year, though. Yeah, it was just a crazy moment there because, you know, everyone, you know, I was watching the NHL Network and everyone was saying, you know, he's going to be playing with the Islanders or he's going to be playing with the New Jersey Devils because that's where he's from. Just a, a really crazy moment there. Um, but, uh, you know, I think good on him. I mean, he um, ultimately, I think money was the motivator there because there was no real other uh, strong connection uh, that I could see with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets here. All right, so after the break here, I'm going to continue to talk with Carl about the other big news around the Washington Capitals. They picked up a big netminder. We'll talk about that after the break. 
BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, in this segment, we are once again joined by Carl Knopf of the Hockey Writers. And the big news yesterday, the biggest news, was the Washington Capitals got the biggest name goalie on the market they got Darcy Kemper what were your thoughts on that signing uh leading up to it with all the speculation I was kind of eh, on the fence about it you know um we gotta remember that the team in front of Darcy was pretty darn good you know and so we don't I don't want to say it hit any flaws you know he is a very good netminder but you know that was his stock rose because he was on the avalanche i think um but then it came to the point where they had to sign him because they didn't have a goalie anymore you know after they let samson off and meet his qualifying offer and you know they got rid of their two young goalies you know he signed darcy he was 32 i believe and but it, it came out of necessity and he was the best option out of necessity and you know obviously he's very good Colorado may not have won the Stanley Cup without him, um, but I don't want him to just be a name that you go after. And, you know, look what the Canucks did with Holtby, right? You know, hey, he has Stanley Cup experience, and then he goes there, and that was a young team, just made the playoffs. Like, maybe he can get us to another round over the edge, but, of course, that that didn't work out. And then he went to the Stars, and now he's injured, and and who knows what's going to happen with him after – after a season, I don't know if he's playing this season. Um, so I, I think what it is, though, is like we have to give it some time. Like, I don't think he's going to magically come in this year and they're going to win the Stanley Cup. You know, right. it's going to be a change of system. You know, I mean, before yesterday, they only had five defensemen on the roster. So, so you know, are under contract. I mean, they took care of that a little bit, you know, today and last night. But, I mean, I like it now. I'll say that, and I think you know he will be good, but I hope he, you you get those first couple of years while you're still kind of in contention. I don't want them to have to sign this guy for 25 million, and then you're not really back to where you want to be for another three or four years when he's 36 years old. Yeah, I mean, when I looked at it, you know, it was something I've talked about with different people on this show for a long time. Is that you know the Washington Capitals were all in on this Vanacek-Samsonov tandem. And, uh, you know, it was like you could see a car accident coming from, you know, miles away, and you just drove right into it surprised. And I wasn't surprised that it was a first-round exit. So, you know, I think that this was just Brian McClellan saying, you know, enough is enough. It's time to cut bait. It's time to move on from this uh, net-minding tandem. Uh, The surprising part to me uh, was not so much that Vanacek went to the New Jersey Devils, but the fact that they didn't give a qualifying offer to 
uh, Ilya Samsonov. I think that, uh, you know, the big thing there was that they didn't want to pay, uh, pay a backup goalie, you know, this huge contract. What were your thoughts about the Capitals cutting ties with both of their netminders? Just really kind of a statement, uh, I guess, middle finger to uh, both of those netminders. Yeah, I'm kind of, I, I was pretty surprised. You know, I, I wasn't surprised that one of them was going to be moved, right? But and I think I always look at it like this. I think having both of them on the roster and splitting time, it was kind of ha- having a safety net, no pun intended, like, oh, well, someone's kind of entering a slump. Let me get this other young guy in. And they didn't seem to, like, go with who was hot or who was slumping or anything like that. But when they're young, they need to learn how to get out of those slumps. Right. You know, it kind of makes them better. So I think, you know, with that, you had a good backup. And you just kind of like, well, we got a good backup. So if he struggles, we'll just put him in. And so I thought maybe getting rid of Vanasek and Samsonov could have come in. Like, here's the keys to the crease. Have at it. See what you can do this year. Because honestly, this is going to, this going in, this is going to be a tough year for them. You know, it, it's not going to be like the things we're used to from them. And I think that started last year. You you said you weren't surprised with the first round exit. I wasn't. I don't think they're. I don't think they could have beaten any of those fifteen teams in the playoffs four times last year. I really don't. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, just so you know, to kind of have an an accurate assessment of it, um, if we take a look at the playoffs, I think that you know ultimately Ilya Samsonov, they they you know he gave the Capitals a good chance to win those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was kind of one of the things that Brian McClellan um, and uh, Peter Laviolette uh, primarily is the one that said, once it is game one of the playoffs, I want to know who my starter is. And I don't think in game one, you know, before, you know, he didn't even know who the starter was there. I think he maybe flipped a coin and decided to go with Vanacek because, you know, that blew up in his face because then it was Sam Sonoff in game number two. So, but do you think they did the right thing by cutting ties with both of them? And which goalie would you have kept on the team? It's hard to say, you know, and because because of what I talked about, you know, you went they were so flip floppy, you really never got a true read on either of them. But you know, Samsonov did perform in the postseason, like he did his best. You know, you were playing the Panthers, you know, you were playing such a potent offense. Like, wh- what else do you want him to do? Really, they were going to get their goals on any goaltender, really. But um, I think maybe sticking with Samsonov would have been the right move, you know, and I, because I think Vanisek came on last year and everyone kind of got hyped on him. And he was very good, don't get me wrong, but I think, you know, Samsonov was in the system. It didn't seem they gave him enough stretches, right, of chances, and, and then they just kind of cut ties. But then again, like you said, why would you want to pay a backup probably what he was going to go for? And it was, it was a tough decision, but they did get a better goalie, you know, and, and later, I mean, 32, though, with the team kind of where they are, it's kind of hard to to get super excited about it. I think people should be excited, but I don't want people to be disappointed if the Capitals settle for a wild card or maybe even miss the playoffs. Like I said, the Eastern Conference is stacked. And look what the Red Wings did the right. last two days. Like, or, yeah, they're, they're all in. They're going for the playoffs next year. There's no secret there. And, you know, they were behind the Caps in the wild card, albeit 15 points or whatever it was at the end of the season. But it's going to be tougher this year. And, you know, so they got to be ready. 
Yeah, so it's going to be interesting next season to see how the Capitals perform with Darcy Kemper and kind of like what you were talking about there. Who knows ultimately how good they're going to do because they had the Avalanche players in front of them, which, let's be honest, played pretty well. Uh, if you recollect, when Braden Holpe uh, left from the 2018 Stanley Cup winning Washington Capitals to the Vancouver Canucks, there was a bit of a slide there. So it's going to be interesting to see how Darcy does on this team, but just in 57 games for Colorado in 21-22, Kemper went 37-12-4 with a .921 save percentage and a 2.54 goals against. He then posted a 10-4 record with a .902 save percentage en route to the Cup. He had a save percentage of .915 all but four times in his 10-year career. So on paper, and you know, sometimes when you put things in the pot, you burn them. When you look at this, I hope that this makes a recipe for a winning Capitals team. On paper, he seems like a great goalie. Is he going to be enough to get the Capitals past the first round and make a really solid push uh, into the playoffs? Him alone, no. He won't be enough. Um, because you remember, at, at turn of the year last year, they were one of the worst offenses in the league, right? And I know they were dealing with injuries, but you still have superstar players on your team. And, you know, so you can't really blame the goalie for the whole season last year. And, I, I mean, Kemner's going to help, but they're still maybe a player or two away. And the player could be on the team. And I look at someone, I know Anthony Mantho is out most of the year for surgery, but I think he's the X factor. And it's just capital stance. Like when, when is he going to be that X factor? You right. Know, when is he going? So that the on the roster, it's just, when are they going to get that production for, or that they expect? And so Kempner's going to help, but I still think it's not the, the one issue that's going to, to get them to the next round. Yeah, and, and that's very true. But, you know, the way I'm looking at it is I'm trying to look at it as a, cla a glass half full. And, you know, the, the good side of it is I think that, you know, they went out there and they addressed a situation of weakness and they, they knew it was a weakness and they didn't just go into next season with a Samsonov-Vanacek tandem. Because like I said in the show, if they did that next year, feel free to bang your head against a wall. Because what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result? But... You know, yesterday, I thought the Capitals, they made the move for Kemper, and I thought that was going to be it uh, for the moves that they made in net. But then they also went out and picked up goalie Charlie Lindgren, um, you know, kind of a guy that's, you know, hasn't had a lot of NHL experience in the brief time that he has had in the NHL. Um, he has seemed to do a good job. Um, I ultimately think that... Um, that the Washington Capitals will have a battle um, and uh, the, the training camp in the fall. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if it's a Fukale, if it's a Lindgren battle. What were your thoughts about them picking him up as a backup? Um, it seems like they may have had a cheaper option in Hershey. Yeah, you know, and I think Fukale proved himself in, in his brief stint last year that he can play. Um, but I do think it was still fine because you know, you want to have kind of that buffer. You know Kempner's coming as a starter. You know, maybe they'll push him in training camp, right? But he'll be the starter, and then there will be a battle for the backup. But I'm, I'm comfortable with it. And I think that's what it is. Like, Kempner, you were still kind of like, okay, that fixes a major issue, but what else? You know, but as it all trickled down through free agency, you got a little more comfortable. You got a little more encouraging, and especially in that. And so I think, I think it was good. 
you know, you don't want to have Fukali as just the backup. You know, you needed someone else. So I thought it was also a good setting. It wasn't a bad, like, against the cap. You know, it was, what is it, a million a year or something like that, I think they got him for. So it's, it, I think, like you said, McClellan did a very good job. You know, after there was a lot of, like, uncertainty and speculation and, like, oh, man, what's he going to do? But I think if you look at the whole free agency as its own entity, I think I think he did an excellent job. Yeah, so just here is what the haul is on him. Um, just the book on him is he is coming off a standout season with a 5-0-0 with a .958 save percentage and 1.22 goals against with the St. Louis Blues while also dominating with a .925 save percentage. Good for second in the AHL with the Thunderbirds. So McClellan offered him a competitive deal, and it paid off as he inked a three-year, $3.3 million deal for the Capitals. So, I mean, you know, talking about NHL, I guess that's bargain shopping. You know, I think that um, yeah. you know, it was a wise move because there are some underlying issues with Darcy Kemper. Uh, if you recall, he had those issues with uh, his eyes where he actually had to have, um, he had to retrain his eyes. I'm not sure if he was having problems tracking the puck or what the issue is, but he did miss some games last season because of an eye issue. Um, I assume that the Washington Capitals went over his medicals and and felt confident in going forward with them, but a bit of concern. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, he's joining the Capitals, so he's fitting in with all the... <laughs> right. <laughs> going to the IR, but I think... Um... You know, especially with a goalie's eyes, that's incredibly concerning. But I think, you know, it's something that he's probably, I mean, he seemed to have dealt with over his career and, and dealt with it fine. And But, you know, having this this little backup, you know, two viable backups helps. That's why it's like a little more comforting in, in that signing and having Fikali and Hershey, you know, in case they need to fill in for a few games. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, you know, I think the Capitals did the right thing. You know, I'm just kind of trying to address uh, some of the concerns that I had with Darcy Kemper. There's not a lot of them, but there's a couple things to worry about. All right. So after the break here, I'm going to continue to talk with Carl Knopf of the Hockey Writers as we talk about this Capitals team that's going to look a lot different and is a lot different in the fall. We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm joined by Carl Knopf of the Hockey Writers as we talk about this Washington Capitals team that is going to look, you know, to be honest, quite a bit different in the fall. Um, as we take a look at the defense, um, I'm seeing some of the projected opening night lineups and uh, taking a look at uh, the defense, and it doesn't look a whole lot different on the top line, Faravari and Carlson, second line, Orlov Jensen. But then as you get to the third line, Gustafson, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Uh, Gustafson was one of the players that they picked up yesterday as well. Um, what were your thoughts about them picking up uh, Gustafson as kind of, you know, almost like a depth um, defenseman? Well, it was relieving because they, they needed somebody. You know, they didn't have three pairings going into the right. season. And I think, you know, one thing that we don't want to overlook is Alexiev's surgery over the summer yep. because I think you know with him he may have been called up he may not have made the opening night roster but it was kind of expected like he was going to make that jump and then but Lucas Johansson had a good Hershey season and so you might see him get some time they re-signed Matt Irwin you know as of tonight I think so that's a, a body 
but you know it was relieving that they got somebody you know and I think the defense surprised me last year and I think Nick Jensen surprised me last year I think he had a pretty pretty solid season and so but you know that third pairing that's just kind of where they're gonna have to figure some things out right away and, and that kind of goes back to Kempner too I mean you know he's coming into a new system and and there's a third pairing out there that you're not totally sold on right and you know you just kind of have a couple bodies out there but I think Alexiev, what does he come back in November, maybe after his surgery? And yep. I mean, obviously they won't throw him into the NHL right then, but that would be kind of good to just have him available and see what Laviolette wants to do with these pairings moving forward. You might not even want to keep Orlov and Jensen on the same pairing. You might want to split them up. Yeah, and uh, just some solid moves because, I mean, there were some people around the Capitals and, uh, you know, beat writers and stuff that thought they should totally just tear it down to the studs with this team and start all over again. Uh, but there were certain agreements made with Alex Ovechkin that he would play on a competitive team. So I kind of understand the thought process about uh, why they did what they did. Another defenseman that uh, is, has to slot in there as well is Lucas Johansson. Um, I think that, you know, this is his uh, year uh, to try to really make uh, a break on this team as well. So just to pivot here a little bit, what were your thoughts on the draft in the first round? The Capitals picked up Ivan Mirachenchenko. Um, what were your thoughts about uh, picking him up so early? There's some concerns there as well with that Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, if you take a look at him, he is rated as a top 10 forward with a big mm -hmm. upside. But the worrisome part um, is the lymphoma. The book on it is that the recovery rate is quite well. What were your thoughts about the Capitals going with him? Well, first of all, his recovery is, you know, most important, and that's that's great for him and his family and everybody. Um, I thought, you know, if he if it's if it's gone, you know, and, and he can play to the ability he's able to play at, then you know, you're setting up this transition from one generation into the next, I think. And but those concerns, I mean, like, that's not just, hey, he has a torn ACL, like, this right. is bigger, right? You know, like, if this comes back, you know, it's bad. And so, and then also the Russia deal, you know, I mean, how long is the war going to go on? And, you know, he's in the KHL and he's under contract. So it's, will he be able to come, you know, even? So I think, though, it was almost like the steal of a pick. Yeah. And, you know, if, Ovechkin has four more years. If you can make it four more years, you have this guy that's just in your system. You don't need him now. You're going to need him in the future. And so it, it, I think it was actually a good pick for the future. Yeah, definitely. Kind of just looking at him, there's a lot of lines that you could draw to Alex Ovechkin. They both play the left wing. They both like to, to score from the left circle. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting. Is he going to, in fact, be an Alex Ovechkin 2.0? I guess it's a little bit too early to tell on that one. But uh, the other big pickup, and I almost think it's be uh, bigger than Miro, um, is the Chesley one that they've ended up getting for the Vanacek trade. Mm -hmm. um, the Washington Capitals saw a player that they wanted, and everyone's like, well, why did they get rid of Vanacek? Why did they trade him away? Because they had their eyes on Chesley. Um, He's looking to be like a really um, great player for the Washington Capitals. Um, what do you know about him? Just reading briefly about him, he seems like he has a really uh, good upside. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I, I think he does have a good upside. And, you know, McClellan came out 
and said that that was part of the Vanasek trade. You know, they they wanted to get him. They didn't want him to fall. They wanted to kind of move up somehow and get him. And I think they've had their eye on him, and he's going to fit in nicely when, when given the opportunity, and he could be given the opportunity soon. Because, yeah. you know, not just this year with five defensemen, you know, what, three of them are unrestricted free agents next year as well? And so, you know, you got to start making these these moves to kind of set up your blue line again. You know, obviously Carlson's going to be there for, you know, for a while, but I think aren't isn't Orlov and Jensen unrestricted free agents after this season? And yep, yep. They're trying to, trying to set up their future without actually having to enter a rebuild, and that's kind of something that I've promoted a lot. You know, you don't have to enter a rebuild, right? You can enter a transitional period, and yeah, you right. might miss the playoffs. Even with Ovechkin, you might miss playoffs one year, you know, maybe in our wild card two years. But if you can get these guys developed and maybe get a free agent in there, and then you're still going to be competitive. Yeah, and you know, just looking at it, I think you know, I like I was saying, I think that's almost a bigger pickup for them to get to get Chesley. Um, to get that uh, younger defenseman in there, I almost might be ready uh, sooner than Miro is because I think that he still has one year left in Russia. Excuse me if memory serves. So just some really solid moves by the Washington Capitals. So we're coming up on the end of the show here. All in all, what are your projections for this Capitals team next year? You know, I've always talked about that you have to give up someone big to get someone big, but the Capitals and Brian McClellan did it pretty tactfully, I got to say. They put in some really big players into this lineup, and they didn't have to give up a whole lot. You know, there's a lot of people, myself included, that thought they were going to have to give up someone like an Oshie or a Carlson to get some of these big-name players, but they, they didn't do that. So, I mean, I guess I give them A++ marks in that, and it remains to be seen how these players will gel together and play next year. But what are your predictions for next year? I want to say they'll be a wild card team again. and I, But I'm not going to be surprised if they don't get it. Just because I think this first half of the year is so key to them, you know, with Wilson and Baxter being out. And with these guys, like you said, with these guys coming, these new guys coming in and gelling with the team, you know, with Strom, for example, if he has good line mates, which he will, you know, then he can get he he can produce those first couple months if he can mesh well with them. Uh, and like I said earlier in the show, Anthony Mantha, you know, it, it's got to be this year. You know, let let's see it for a full year. I don't. I mean, if, I don't. Has he played? I don't think he's had one full season in the league. I think he played 80 games one year. I think in 2017-18, he's played 80 games. So it's kind of, I think he really has to step up this season. But I think it's going to be a battle to get into the wild card. And it's not because of their talent. It's because of the talent in the Eastern Conference, too. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that ultimately I know that they did sign some players to slot in for, like, a Tom Wilson there. But I think, you know, Anthony Mantha you know, would be a good option there too. He's got that big frame. I know that, you know, intrinsically he's not a tough guy, but I think they were kind of really trying to push him to to use his big body and use his big frame. Um, and he's got that good uh, goal scoring touch as well. All right, Carl, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Why don't you tell all of our listeners where we can find your work? Yeah, you can go to thehockeywriters.com. I cover the Washington Capitals and all my stuff is there. We try to get a couple out a week and just give you what's going on with the team and what our predictions are. And it's a good site with some good writers. So have a visit. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I had Luke James on um, from the Hockey Writers a couple months ago, and we were talking about the draft. So the Hockey Writers is just a really great place to get some knowledge on the NHL. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things in the NHL. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So, Carl, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, and I'll talk to you next time.